give him one more hand, one more shout. He's worthy. Hey, man. You, you, you ready? You, you, you ready for a great week? Huh? You, you ready for a great week? You ready for God to do some stuff in your life? God, God's going to work in you, through you, for you, amongst you, by you. He's, he's, he's up to something. And, and, you know, man, this week, as we get ready, as we get ready for Easter, Easter's coming next weekend's Easter, right? And uh, we'll start off next Saturday night. If, if you're in the room right now, if you're watching online, you're on the team, okay? You're on the garden team. And so next Saturday night, this, so just, what is it, six days from now, we're having team dinner. And that, that's everybody shows up, right? And we're, you know, church is going to supply the main dish. And I think you, you know, you, you, you can bring, it's kind of like a, kind of like, you know, old school potluck kind of thing. Uh, you bring, you know, I think you can go find out if your name starts with this letter, you bring something, just show up and bring something. We're going to, we're going to eat together, but we got some stuff to do to get ready for Easter. And, and, uh, but we're just going it, it's, to, it's the night before the big game. And, and, and I just want to encourage you, show up. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to party. And you should show up and party dissipate, okay? Uh, be, be, a, be a part of the celebration because it's going to be huge, man. We're believing God. We're believing God for salvations, okay? We're believing God. And you know what's crazy about Easter is people show up at church on Easter, and you didn't even invite them, and, and they start coming. Think what would happen if you invited somebody. And, you know, and then, then we get them in here, and God touches their lives, and they, get, you know, and they, they begin a new life. It's going to be an awesome, awesome weekend. And so as you get ready this week, quit thinking about yourself and start believing God for big things. Show up Saturday night. We're going to have a party. Sunday, Easter, it's going to be huge. And uh, the, the week after Easter, uh, we're, 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 we're going to, that's even going to be bigger. I think we've got Izzy the Camel coming, right? Izzy the Camel's going to be out here. We're going to have bouncy houses, and there's going to be food out on the patio the week after Easter, and it's going to be awesome. The week after that, we're having, on Saturday, we're going to do Bless the Bikes. If you know anybody that rides a motorcycle, any, any, we're, if you got a Honda Ruckus, we want you to bring that sucker over here, mainly so we can mock you. But other, I mean, really, uh, did I say that out loud? No, bring your ruckus, and, and we're gonna, but we are launching into a season where well, we're believing God for souls, amen? Believing God. If you look at the wall on your way out and you see uh, those faces of the people that have been baptized this year and see the empty blanks, help us, help us fill, help us fill those blanks, okay? That's, that's your role is finding people and bringing them in and helping begin and, and then continue in baptism. If you haven't been baptized yet, get, get here on first Wednesday, be baptized. Well, I was baptized as a baby and, you know, and, and uh, uh, you know, it was part of a different religion, but I got baptized and, 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 and you know, and, uh, as a child... See, we really want you to, to be baptized as an adult, uh, but how about this? How about you just continue the work your mom and dad started? Because, you know, I had, I had a conversation with somebody, and they, they acted as if if they got baptized now, it'd be like betraying their mom and dad, and I'm thinking, how would that be a betrayal when it's a confirmation that, hey, your folks had something in mind, that you would have a relationship with God and, and Jesus through baptism? How about you finish what mom and dad started? And as an adult, you step up and say, I know exactly what I'm doing, and I'm going to celebrate publicly the, the, the work that God's doing to me. Huh? Look at your neighbor and say, it's time for you to go public. <laughs> you see, I think some of us, what we need to do is, is, well, we've been in church our whole life. I think you should probably do it again. I think you should probably take a new step and in, in launch into something new. If any man be in Christ, he's new. See, I think God's up to something. I, th I said, I think God's up to something, and, and, and he's, he's trying to lead us 
into a new, into a new life. And some of us, you know, some of us, I think sometimes it's almost easier for, for somebody who just got saved, it's almost easier for them because people who have been around for a while, you know, we, we have a tendency to get locked back in in our head and, and to do life the way that we've always done life. You know, and, and, and maybe, what, maybe what got you to where you are was exactly what you needed, but to go where God's leading you is going to take some fresh insight. Uh, 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 you know, some, some new revelation. Hello, somebody. Not, not, not saying that, that, you know, anything in the past was necessarily wrong, but in order to get to where God's taken you, that, that you just need a new thought. You need a new insight, a, a, a new revelation. Maybe, maybe, maybe you've had your mind on birth control, and you need to get it off the pill so you can give birth to a new thought. You know, I, I think some of us were so locked in. You know, uh, uh, the Bible teaches us that uh, we won't even know the, the will of God. Look at, look at Romans, or, yeah, Romans 12. Romans 12. These are verses most of us know, but he, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. And, and we got to be careful that we don't end up trying to, trying to, trying to be so, you know, uh, received by the world you know, that we fit into the world. No, you, you need to stand out in the world. You know, not, not like some kind of freakish weirdo, but like somebody who has life, even in the midst of, of chaos, you, you have more peace, that you have more joy than sorrow. It's not that you don't know sorrow, but it's just that you have a joy that overwhelms that sorrow. It's not that you don't experience chaos, but there is a peace that swallows that up. See, that's the life that Jesus came to connect you to, Right? Yeah, I think sometimes we think that if we have any challenges, that we must be doing it wrong. No, challenges are part of the deal. But it's just that you have more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than life, more healing than sickness. Hello, somebody. And that, 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 that we wouldn't copy the customs and behavior and the culture, but we'd be transformed into a new person by, by letting God change the way we think. Without, without changing the way you think, you won't know God's will for your life. See, God, his word says that if you don't, if you don't let him change the way you think, you're going to swear you know his will, but you're going to be wrong. Why? Because you're thinking wrong. See, we, we come into, a, we come into a, a, a relationship with Jesus and, and, and the church, and I've been saying this lately, but I think it, it bears repeating. I think the church has been really good at preaching the message of Jesus, but we're not real good at preaching the message Jesus preached. And, and he talked about the kingdom. Everything was about the kingdom. And, and, and you know, we sang this morning that, 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 hey, we're citizens, right? Citizens of, of, of heaven. Citizens, you, you, your citizenship has changed. And, and so in the kingdom, there's a different way of thinking and a different way of seeing things, and there's even a different language, Man, there's different, different, different speech. And you, you, we, need, we need to be learning God's way. Colossians 3. Uh, it says, if you're serious about living this new resurrection life, how about we act like it? You know, let, let's act like it. Let, let's pursue the, the, the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. See things from his perspective. See, we, we, we need to elevate our mindset, change the stuff that we're focused on. 
right? And, and, and realize that, no, I, I need to see different. Cause, why? Because I'm in the kingdom. Man, I, I, I need to see different. I, I need to th- see this isn't just a, a different level of life, of my life, but if, if I embrace life, if, 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 if I'm new in Christ, if a new life has begun, if the old life is over and a new life has begun, I, I need to begin to live the new life, but not, not try to make the old life new. But walk out of the old life and step into the new life. But I'm going to need his help. Because without him constantly speaking into me, I'm going to end up trying to just make the old life look new. I don't want the old life to look new. I want the new life that God has for me. Right? So I need to be able to see things from his perspective. I, I, I need to know his language. And I need to speak, I need to speak his language. You know, if, if you went to a different country and they spoke a different language and they gave you the recipe to, to, to make something and, and they, they used words that you thought meant one thing and then, uh, but they, that's not exactly what they meant. And so you started putting this thing together and following that recipe. But at the end, you didn't have the result that, that you had hoped for. It, you wouldn't think it's odd that uh, when you investigated it, when, when they said, well, when, when we said use this, what did, you, what did you use? And you showed them what you put in there. And, and, you know, for example, instead of sugar, you had put salt. You wouldn't be surprised that yours didn't taste as good as theirs. They're using sugar. Some of us, you know, we're wanting God-life results, but we're not using his recipe. We're trying to take his word and line it with what we think. And, and, and it's, like, it's like putting salt in when he's asking for sugar. It's because we, we haven't listened to him. You know, we, we have, you know all, all the time people are under the impression that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just different things. But like, like, like patience, man. Patience. Be really careful. Whatever you, I've heard people say this my whole life. Don't ever pray for patience. Because, you know, God begins to develop patience in you. Now, now you know what that means. You're going to be waiting in long lines. You know, don't ask, don't ask God for patience. Well, uh, I was talking to a guy this week, and, 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 the, and, and this, this thing kept coming up, and he, and he said, well, you know, it's just like, I just really, I, I just really need to, uh, you know, continue to grow in patience. And I'm like, what does that have to do with what we're talking about? I mean, and this guy's been around me for quite a while, and he's, he's, he's well, I just need more patience. And I'm like, what do you mean you need more See, because biblical patience is not the ability to wait a long time. Patience, the word patience, it literally means the ability to remain unchanged. No matter, how, no matter what happens, right? It, it has nothing to do with time, but, but I mean, if, whether time's short or long, it just doesn't change anything. Why? Because I'm patient. I'm not, I'm not going to shift. I'm not going to change, regardless of time, regardless of the situation. See, a lot of us, uh, 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 we're, 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 thinking, we're thinking that patience is the thing that we're looking for, but... but uh, or the thing that needs to be... No, that's... What you're talking about is endurance. Stamina. The ability to be your best, even when you're not at your best. See, there, there's certain things in the kingdom that you need to develop. You need to... But you need to have an understanding of what God's talking about, or, or you're going to use His recipe, but with different ingredients. And then you're not going to get the results that you were expecting, and then you, then you act like God's Word don't work. No, God's Word works great. It's just you keep trying to... You are under the impression that someday God's going to think like you do. No, someday we need to be thinking like he does. 
We need to be letting him change us. Hello, somebody. Not us trying to change him. Huh? And, and, and we, we, have to, we, have to, we have to frame our, our, our mindset. We have, to, we have to reshape the way we think. And we have to, we have to stay on top of it. Because if, if you don't stay on top of it, you slide back to that old way of thinking. See, uh, it, it's like with sin. It, you, sometimes we act surprised that Christians sin. No, people sin. You, sin, sin happens, right? But here's the difference between somebody who's born again and somebody who isn't, is that if you're born again, you're no longer a sinner, you, but that doesn't mean you can't sin. See, but a sin, there's a difference between sinning and being a sinner. See, a sinner is somebody without Jesus because they have a sin nature. So when a sinner sins, don't be shocked because that's all he knows. That's his nature. But when you're born again, now you have a new nature. You might still have a sin habit, but it's no longer your nature. See, now, now it's, it's because you, 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 have, you have the ability to make a choice. See, you, see, you used to be able to, 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 to get away with saying, well, I can't forgive him. Well, why? Because you didn't have the Spirit of God in you. But now that you have the Holy Spirit in you, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that's now quickened your mortal body, guess what? You can forgive if you choose to. Why? Because that's, that's, that's in the Spirit. Because that's not you now. Now this is the Holy Spirit. See, so now you be led by the Spirit and empowered by the Spirit. And you, you can have the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And here's what's funny is that most of us want the fruit of the Spirit. We love the gifts of the Spirit. We love to see a move of the Spirit. Only problem is, is that most, most Christians in church today can't, couldn't tell you. If I walked out here with a microphone and said, okay, what are the nine fruit of the Spirit? Most people don't know. Isn't it weird that you want to have something manifest in your life, but you're not even sure what it is? You know, well, well uh, you know, I, I, need, I need patience. No, check it out. You have, you have that. It's called long-suffering. Now, long-suffering is one of the nine fruits of the Spirit that you read about in Galatians later. Okay, love, joy, peace, meekness, temperance, long-suffering, self-control. Do you realize you have self-control? Yeah, because the Spirit of God's in you. You have self-control. That don't mean you're going to control yourself. I have met very, very few people who get up in the morning going, oh my gosh, you know what I love? I mean, one of my favorite things in life, long-suffering. Nothing makes me happier than long-suffering. But we say stuff like this. Well, I don't, I, you know, I can't deal with that. I don't have that in me. I'm not strong like that. People, they say that to me a lot. I'm not strong like you. No, make sure that you understand that biblically, biblically, see, you can't be weak and be a Christian. You can't be weak and be a Christian. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Well, if that, how many of you know that's not like a suggestion? That's a commandment. Well, if strength is a commandment, then weakness is a sin. So to choose to be weak is to embrace wickedness over righteousness. Okay, so we're not going to have one of them white hanky Sundays, okay? 
Let's just deal with this for a minute because you, you need to learn something. You need to grow here. Because if, if we can't understand kingdom concepts, then we're never going to see God life really producing in our life like it should because we're, we're living a life our way but expecting the results as if we were living it his way. See, and, and so we're, we're, we're choosing wickedness, which we don't like that word. I'm not wicked. Don't, don't tell me I'm wicked. Well, wait a minute. You got to let the Bible define the Bible. And see, if you have the Spirit of God in you, and you have the ability to be led by the Spirit, but you don't want to, that's the definition of wickedness. To be righteous is, see, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing, his way of being right. It, it, to seek him, see, the righteousness is, is his way. Wickedness is my way. Right? Now, now, how crazy would it be if I lived life from a wicked mindset, but asked God to bless it as if I'm living in righteousness? Well, he can't. We're asking God to lie. To go against his own word. And see, he set this thing up. And, and so there's results for righteousness and there's results for wickedness. Well, I don't want to call it wickedness. We, you know, Shelby and I, uh, when we first got married, and even before we got married, I was working for a glass company. I worked six years in a glass shop. It was, a, it was, a, it was kind of a going deal where I lived. And, and uh, Shelby, we, we actually made an offer on the shop. We were gonna, wanted to buy the shop. The people that owned the shop sat me down. And uh, I'd been working for them for some time. They had trained me. They had equipped me. I was running everything for them. And, and, and they said, here's the deal. Uh, you, you've made a great offer. Matter of fact, it's better than the offer that they accepted. But we're not going to sell you the glass company because this isn't what you're supposed to do. But you are going to train the new owner. <laughs> okay. So they bring in the new owner. And the new guy comes in. And, and, and there's certain things, just industry standards, okay? Like... Three sixteenths inch glass. Okay, glass is three sixteenths of an inch. It's called crystal. If it's quarter inch thick, it's called plate. Well, the, the new owner wanted to change the names because he didn't, you know, he just thought that if we could call double pane, which is one eighth inch thick, if, if, we could, if, we could, if we could call that crystal, it sounds better. Yeah, but see, that's not crystal. Yeah, but if we called it crystal, then it would be crystal. No. No, it wouldn't. It would be a lie. No, it's not a lie because we're going to call it that. And we're going to call 316's plate. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, I own the shop. Yeah, but you're stupid. <laughs> you know, my own little loving way. See, you don't get a name. You don't get to change the names of things and, 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 and because it's a misrepresentation of what? The truth. See, you don't get to call wickedness righteousness because you like it. Yeah, but the whole world is in agreement. I don't care. We're not in the world. We're in the kingdom. And I know what you're thinking. Man, he's going to get on. Is he going to talk to us about smoking cigarettes and chewing and stuff like that? No, who cares? No, we're talking about his way of doing and being right. We need to understand it. Why? Because if, if, you don't, if, if you lean to your own understanding, see, that's why in Proverbs when it says, hey, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding. Why? Because you're, you're, your head's off. You're, you're not, you, you can't be expected to know what you don't know, but you need to learn what you don't know. You need to understand the kingdom so you understand how to operate in, 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 with kingdom concepts. 
Okay, now, now let's just bring it, because you're not in trouble. You're, what we want to do is turn lights on, so you go, oh my gosh. That's what's going on in my world. See, check it out. Every blessing, how many of you know God wants to bless you? God wants to bless you. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants to bless even you. But how many know every blessing comes with complications? Every blessing comes with, oh, say it together. Oh, come on, we can do it. Every blessing comes with complications. Thank you. It's like we don't even want to say it. God, I don't like complications. Well, wait a minute. Everybody, let, let's look at it. Children are a blessing from the Lord. Right? Would you agree? You and your two-day-old or whatever this thing is. I mean, look at it. It's like teeny. Oh. Whew. But there were complications. And we're just getting started. Shelby and I raised three kids. We had three major complications. We call them Evan, Stephen, and TJ, right? Anybody that's ever had kids know, hey, children are a blessing from God, but they come with complications. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Well, let me tell you something. It's an awesome blessing. A wife is an awesome blessing. Now, I got to be careful because I'm going home with my complication today. Okay. But life got complicated, okay? God's plan is to prosper you. Well, increase in prosperity. Complications. You have tax issues that you're not going to have if you didn't have the money. Well, we want the blessing. But that comes with complications. Okay? So just, just understand this. Every blessing comes with complications. But remember this now. Now, that God's not like you. It says in the Bible that there's none other like me. And, he, and then he says, let me tell you how I'm different. I declare the end at the beginning. I declare the end at the beginning. He's the alpha and the... Yeah. The first and the... The author, the... Some of you go, what? Finisher! All at the same time. God's not in time. Time is in God. So God doesn't look at a thing in past, present, and future. God sees the whole picture. That's why he, all things work together for good. Why? Because he knows the whole story. That's why the steps of a good man are ordered. Why? Because he knows where you're going. That's why the Holy Spirit's your guide, because he's already been to where you're taking it. Everything, Ecclesiastes 3.15, it says that everything that was already has been. So sometimes, sometimes for you and me, for you and me, we, we expect the blessing to show up and then the complication, right? So, so we, get the, we get the baby, and then we prepare ourselves for the coming complications. But sometimes with God, because he doesn't operate the way you operate, sometimes you see the complication before you see the blessing. Now, Romans 8, 6 says to be carnally minded is death. Death isn't dead. Death is separation. Remember the prodigal? And his father, seeing him afar off, said, this is my son who was dead. He's alive again. Well, he wasn't physically dead. He had been separated. See, to be carnally minded will separate you, but to be spiritually minded will connect you. 
right? So, uh, uh, you know, it, so here's the deal is that you have the Spirit. So you have, you, have, you have the ability to choose to be led by the Spirit or to lean towards your flesh. But if you want the, the production of God's promise in your life, then you better lean towards the Spirit because this is how the kingdom operates. But when you see the complication, you have a tendency to want to separate from the complication, which would cause you to abort the blessing. Because you haven't seen the blessing, but you are experiencing the complication. So you move away from the blessing and walk out on the very thing that you've been asking God for. Because you didn't recognize that he was answering your prayer. Even though the complication showed up before the blessing, or that's what you saw. See, you wanted God to bless you, so your life just got complicated. It's kingdom concepts. You want your business to grow. Well, I hope you're ready for the complications. You got to gear up. Hello, somebody. You got to hey, but we end up whining, complaining about what? Complications. Well, wait a minute. It's like you asked God to bless you. Thought you wanted God's, God's will for your life. I want God's will for my life. I want God's plan for my life. Well, if his plan is to prosper you, guess what? You're going to have increase, but you're also going to have an increase of complications. Well, wait a minute. If it gets complicated, I must be out of the will of God. No, that's the carnal mind. That's under the impression that if God's in it, then it won't be hard. It, oh, Jesus said, stop it. He said, hey, you know, the way of the kingdom is narrow and difficult is the way. You, you can't be shocked because it's getting complicated. No, you got to get excited. Yeah, why, what are you talking about? Maybe that's why the Bible says, count it all joy, brother, whenever you fall into diverse temptations and trials, knowing this, knowing that the testing of your faith, man, is going to cause something to come up on the inside of you. So it's going to build a, an, an ability to endure in you that's going to carry you to the end. Why? Because God's up to something. How about, how about Isaiah? How about we read this one? In the book of Isaiah, it says, uh, why would you ever complain, Jacob? Why would you whine, Israel? Anybody know any complainers? Hold your hand up if you know a complainer. Come on, hold it up really high. See, If you're not holding your hand up, you're probably one of the complainers. Uh, <laughs> I love those moments. I live for them. Okay, God, why would you say God's lost track of time? He's lost, he's lost track of me. He doesn't, he doesn't care what happens. What do you mean he doesn't care what happens to you? What do you mean he doesn't care what happens to you? He's the guy that has planned your future. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. See, he, he, he doesn't quit in the middle because it got complicated. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you that in the Holy Week, in this week prior to Easter, things got kind of complicated for Jesus. Thank God he doesn't quit. Look, 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 look. He's the creator of everything you can see or imagine. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything that you'd ask, think, or imagine. He just doesn't do it the way you imagined he'd do it. He doesn't get tired out. 
He doesn't pause to catch his breath. Answer that. He knows everything, inside and out. He gives energy to those who do get tired. He gives fresh strength to dropouts. Hey, oh, man, I'm telling you, 75% of this room ought to be really happy right about now. Come on now. Come on now. We're, we're a bunch of dropouts. Smart people, they're going to church someplace else. Okay? We're, hey, let's get real for just a minute. You and I, we need God. We started there, didn't we? We need God. Well, he gives, he, look it. He gives fresh strength to dropouts. Even young people get tired and drop out. Look at, look at this. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall, but those that wait upon God, those that wait upon God get fresh strength. Those that wait upon God get fresh strength. They, they spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run, they don't get tired. They walk, they don't lag behind. Oh, yeah, that's a clapper. That's, come on, go celebrate. That's the place. But if we want those kingdom production in our life, uh, you better make sure that you're putting the ingredients that he brought. Because let me just tell you something. They that wait upon the Lord, that part right there, that sucks. Waiting, I don't like waiting. I don't like waiting for anything. There's a reason I don't go to Jack in the Box. I think fast food should, by definition, one, be fast, and two, be food. But if you're going to drop one of them off, let's lose the food. It should be fast. Okay? I shouldn't have to get in that line and wait for them to cook it. That's not my definition of fast food. I don't like to wait. Matter of fact, the majority of the mistakes that I've made in my life were done during the time I was waiting for something. Why? Because when I start to wait, I get anxious. I make something happen. Why? Because I don't want to wait. And so we see this, they that wait upon the Lord. And so here's, here's, our, here's our mindset, those that wait upon the Lord. Okay, we're going to get together today and we're going to wait on God. And then people say really encouraging things like, God's in no hurry. And we see waiting as a coma. Okay, I'll put it this way. I see waiting as murder. Oh, but that's not what he defined it as. He said, they that wait upon the Lord, mount up. They that wait on God, they mount up. Like with wings, uh, uh, they get up above the problem. They, they, they're not worried about the complication. They rise up above the complication. Hey, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
He defined those that wait on God as runners. You're waiting on God. This is an activity. They walk, they don't get, they don't get hey, look at, look at what God said. Back, back up, back up a couple. Let's just, let's just start again. Why would you complain? Why would you whine? Why would you act as if God's lost track of you? Why would you say he doesn't, he doesn't care? Have you seen my life? Have you seen the complications? Have, have, you, have you seen what I'm dealing with? God doesn't care about me? No, wait a minute. You know that God has a plan. You know that all things are going to work together for your good. You know that even what the enemy intended for evil, God's going to turn it and use it for good. What are you talking about? Have you forgot what you know? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts, man. He's in this thing all the way to the end. He's not going to quit on you. Look at the next part. He said, he's the creator of everything you can see and imagine, even the stuff you don't like. Man, his hands, his fingerprints all over your life. He doesn't get tired out, but he knows you do. He doesn't pause to catch his breath, but you probably should. Right? He knows everything. You don't. This is what waiting on God is. It's having a mindset to rely on him instead of to rebel on him. That you would rely and not rebel. That you would rise up above the complications. That you would run and the weight of that thing, man, there's no weariness here. Why? Because that's, that's, God's got that. God's got that. God's got that. You know, you know that complication that, that's, that seems to be wreaking havoc in your life? Stop it. That's not yours. That's his. That's his. Man, oh, I dropped out. Well, he gives fresh strength to dropouts. I caved in, I gave up, and I quit. Cool. Get back in it. Step back up. Get back in the game. Start over. All things are new. Look, look, look at the next slide. Those that wait on God get frustrated. Not those that sit in a coma, but those that mount up above the... Hello, somebody. Those that stay in and, and stay in the race... Stay in the race and just keep walking. Come on. Have you made a misstep? Of course you have. Have you stumbled? Of course you have. Have you gone down the wrong? Yeah, of course you have. But it's not in your hands. So you can rely and not rebel. You can just say, you know what? I really am blessed. And instead of focusing on the complication, God opened my eyes and let me see the blessing. Let me locate the blessing. Come on. Let him show you the blessing. He wants to reveal it to you. See, the natural man can't see the things of God because they're revealed by the Spirit. So if the enemy, if the enemy can do anything, he just keep you living in the old life, trying to make it look new instead of living the new life. He'll try to get you to call wickedness righteousness. He'll try to get you to change the names of things. 
He'll, he'll try to make you think waiting on God is sitting and doing nothing. That it's just, well, we're just waiting on God. No, no, no. We're mounting up. We're mounting up. We're going to let God be God. We're just going we're we're gonna to become who God's called us to become. We're going to come be. What does he, he ask us to become? He, he said, be strong. Be brave. Be courageous. Right? Come on. Be a doer. Be a doer. Be who God's called you to be. How about you just come be who God's called you to be and let God be God. Hello, somebody. Come on, somebody celebrate today. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for the blessing of the Lord on our life. And God, we repent for being so distracted by the complication that we didn't recognize that complications are proof that our life is blessed. God, it's just proof that our life is blessed. Open our eyes. We'll pray what Paul prayed. God, that you would enlighten the eyes of our understanding that we could see the hope of our calling. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you know, there's people in the room today and you need, to make a, you need to make a God decision. You need to choose today to step out of the old life and into the new. You gotta quit trying to make the old look new. You gotta just step out of the old and, and embrace the new. And it starts, you know, just with surrendering that, that old life and, and, and receiving the new life that's in Jesus. So we're all gonna pray a prayer. We won't call you out, won't make you stand up or anything, but if you're here, you say, you know what, Tom, I, I, I need this, I need this life. I need to get real with God. And we got to get real with God if we ever expect God to get real with us. So let's, let, let's, let's turn our lives to him today. Let's, if some of you, you need to make this prayer your prayer. And if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm, I'm doing it. This is it, man. I'm getting real. I, I, I just want to agree with you in prayer today. So, so while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, uh, just so I can agree with you, would you do me a favor? Just hold your hand up really high. And I'm making this my prayer today. Thank you, 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 thank you. That's so awesome. So awesome. Thank you. Hey, man, you can put them down. But I just want to ask one more time because it just seems like sometimes, almost every time, somebody's, you're a little slow. You're a little, well, I don't know if that's me. Yes. Don't miss this opportunity. Don't wait. Don't think for a minute. That, that God didn't orchestrate this whole thing just to get you in the room to a place where you could respond to him so he could work in your life in new and miraculous ways. If you're here today, again, while no one's looking, you say, okay, this is going to be my prayer. Hold your hand up. Come on. I know there's one or two more. There you are. There you are. Thank you. Thank you. That's so cool. Thank you, man. Amen. That's so awesome. Everybody in the place. Come on, let's pray this together. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. So come into my life. Change me. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. I'm starting now, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody. Celebrate with heaven today.